it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. We have a big show today. There's a lot, lot to get to. Almost too much, you might say. This easily could have been two different episodes. But both of your hosts are here. Slater's here. AJ's here. AJ, what's up? Not much. You know, a lot of golf news. Got a great tournament going on. Uh, getting golf league settled. You know, the juices are flowing. Golf league. I'm excited. Ju- golf juices are flowing in general. That was your comment earlier, and I, I second that. So all in favor out yeah, there. I'm all boned up right now. This uh, this episode is not going to be for the casual golf fan. This is this one's really for the golf nerds. Hopefully, we can explain some stuff as to like if you're not a golf nerd, we can at least explain what these changes are and why some people are like just in an uproar about it and you know what it actually means along with whatever our thoughts are worth this is going to go one of two ways it's going to be like a perfect breakdown for someone that like understand what's going on so it's nonsensical right 25 minute rant right between the two of us yeah i mean odds are like if you're not like a full-on golf nerd sicko you not much is going to change for you in the long term anyway, but we'll get to it. But we got to start with, as we always do, state of the game. We did some X-Golf last week. We were planning to play outside, and then we randomly got snow Yeah, woke Friday. up Saturday morning to snow. Apparently the same exact thing is going to happen this week. So yeah, the weather's been nice enough. We probably could have played outside again, but we did X-Golf. So AJ did show up. I did. I was there. So, it was good. Um, the putting still just... Is pretzeling me there? Putting for does not reason. bother me. Um, pretty decent day. The driver is a little more spinny than I want it to be. Than probably what it ended off at last year. But it's a little early. You're not quite. That's probably the first out. time I really have like swung the driver a lot. You're not fully stretched out. You're not getting a full turn. Like it's gonna happen. You, gotta you could tell like halfway through the round it was like at one like at one point it was like a club and a half short, and then like I would start to adjust to that, and I would just that was a skying green. So. Yeah. Hitting it over, but always gonna uh, get some hacks in. My new driver shaft finally came in. It did. My uh, my Ventus Blue that I put into my Callaway Rogue ST Pro Max LS, and I was yeah shorten that a bit. Pleasantly surprised with how much of it. And granted, this take it with a grain of salt, right? Because it's on an X Golf monitor. It's not going to be perfect with ball speed and swing speed and all that. But if if those are correct, from the last time I played with my driver to, which was the rain, the simula, uh, my work simulator on Saturday, to Sunday with the new shaft, I gained somewhere between three and four mile an hour in club head speed and mm-hmm. gained like six to eight miles an hour average on ball speed. I mean, you love and, to see and, that. And my apex went up, which... And, it, and I was not missing all over the place. Like, it was just that little, you know, mini cut that I like to hit. So, I mean, that, is a pleasant, good. that is a pleasant surprise. Um, and I'm getting a lot more, lot more consistent, solid contact with the irons. And that's really what I was going for. Especially on, like, the simulator, right? I'm just looking for solid contact. My lines, I think, I still have some work to do with the irons. But the contact was there. I feel like I had solid contact, no real duffs. The The driver on the driving range had me a little puzzled because all my ball flight was left to right with the driver on Sunday. 
as opposed to right to left. That could just be a timing thing, though, that you weren't fully warmed up. Probably. We know what your misses are. Your miss is either a straight ball that's a dead pull. I, I did hit a ball that had 800 RPM of spin yeah. as a driver, and it carried like 260. 8, if I 000. could do that. 8,000. No, it was 800. 800. I swear to God. That's, that's what it read. There was also one with 8,000 as that's well. Not, 800 is not quite enough. You're yeah, basically hitting wiffle balls out there. That's what happened in one of the drives. It was like the only dead straight one in the sim. Yeah. Uh, did play in Rick's garage yesterday as well. We okay. played, uh, what did we play? Bay Hill as well. What did we play? No, we, I lied. We played Bay we Hill played at X-Golf. Bay we played Arcadia. Because of the tournament this week. Yeah, we played Arcadia yesterday, and I went with uh, Irons Only Challenge. It's bold that you would play Arcadia. You haven't played Arcadia. I know. I haven't played Bay Hill either. That's true. Yeah. But, but this, of course, went, anyway. went Irons Only. Finding some good connection with the foreign. I think that might be a, a good club for me. Your iron, fl- well, granted, it, it is X-Golf, but your contact and your, you know, your, your lines were really good at X golf at least, so that's a good sign with the new irons. And Rick is uh, getting some updates done to his garage. Okay, um, getting some beams moved and gonna have h- higher clearance there. So we have a oh. updated sim for next Wednesday. He's getting the work done on Monday. Nice. So love to we can see get it. your tall ass in there now. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, moving on. Uh, Michigan golf show this week. Yeah, pumped about that. Keep an eye on our Instagram and Twitter at 100 underscore keep it under. We'll get some some pics and some videos out from uh, out from what we're told is the biggest golf show in the country. Yeah, so, they could be lying to us. We don't know. Yeah, but that's what we're told. So excited for that. Uh, moving on to this past week uh, in pro golf, we got basically three topics here that we really have to get to. We got the Honda Classic last week, which is one of the first kind of non-elevated events of 2023. We have the first Live Golf at Mayacopa in Mexico. And then we have the changes to the PGA Tour that have that have come out in the last couple days. And people, people have thoughts about it, including us. So we'll get to it. It has uh, set the golf... Social media, just everyone's yeah, just you gotta, spitting out an opinion. And, you got emergency pods coming out all over the yeah. place from all the big, uh, the big golf coverage people. So let's start with the Honda. So PGA National, the Bear Trap. Um, Love the Bear Trap, by the way. Bear Trap. I, think I say is, it every year. It's a great name for a three-hole stretch and wa- it's a good watch. It, water all over the place Everywhere. on that course. Uh, when it gets windy. That course can be really tough. So, like, the way those greens are set up, especially along the bear trap, like, those guys don't even mess with. Uh, like, there's a couple shots that get close on those long par threes. Yeah. But so many people are just in the bailout area left and in, in the back left bunkers. Um, we just talked about Chris Kirk last week on the strokes game, how he was kind yeah, of Yeah, we like should have probably threw some money on him or something. Sitting out there. <laughs> and he just goes out and... Takes care of business, gets his first win since I believe nineteen. Chris Kirk's first win, yes. Not first win. First win since yeah, yeah. yeah. But that that gives him his fifth win and kind of resurrects his career. Um, yeah, win will do it to you. Yeah, and that a story like that is what I think can make these non-elevated events compelling, right? Like you had two guys dueling, who one of them's like. Dad was a golf, a, a pro golfer, and 
he was like the leading uh, money career money leader on some amateur golf tour, which is not really the list you want to be on. Like, I mean, if you're gonna, you want to be, you got to be first on that list and last. Yeah, but it was like whatever tour it was, it was like four hundred thousand dollars. That's more money than you've made playing golf. No, I know, but we also don't know how long he's been on that tour. Oh, probably if, like eighty if, years. If that's an eight year <clears throat> thing, then. But anyway, uh, an extra fifty k a year playing golf is couple, terrible. A couple of guys like really, like where a win literally changes their life, and it's not even just about the money, right? Or even the top five, like Ryan Gerard. Right, Monday qualifier. Ryan yeah, Gerard. Monday qualifier. Yeah, what was that? I think he won a cool hundred and twenty k or something like that. Yep, maybe more. And it's, and it's seeing guys perform like that when it's everything on the line for them is is what you want to see. Even Justin So. Like, you, you just had a very, like, it was an entertaining leaderboard. Like, it wasn't, like, boring because you didn't have, yeah. you know, the top guys fighting it off. And even, like, the top players that played in it, like, didn't play the greatest. Yeah, M didn't really factor. M didn't play Horschel. Lowry was up there for a minute, but then he had a couple early bogeys on the front nine on... Sunday that kind of took him out of it. Um, no more Honda though. Yeah, we need to. Maybe we can sponsor it. Yeah, you could, keep you, it under one hundred. You got classic. a couple hundred million dollars laying around. <laughs> I do not. I wouldn't be doing this show with you. Um, we'd, we'd have better, better uh, production value and how, probably a crew. How close did Chris Kirk come to hitting the car in the middle of the lake on eighteen <laughs> in regulation? Uh, very close. It would have been hilarious. Does he get the car if you hit it? I don't, maybe. Uh, goes, does it come out of his, like, his, uh, his, like, insurance? Does his insurance cover the damage, or does the Honda Classic just pay for it? I would think the Honda would cover it, especially if he won. Um, <laughs> but he, so, he's got a one-shot lead going into 18. He plays a draw with every club in the bag, which you don't see a lot, especially with, uh, like, the newer age golfers. But, uh, he goes for the green with a three wood. Looks like he's playing it kind of at the flag and like having it hooked to the left side of the green and just whiffs it way out there. It doesn't <laughs> come back, hits the rocks, and then shoots straight right and almost hits the, the car in the middle of the water. Um, I appreciate the going for it. Yeah, I mean, he had a one-shot lead. You, 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 you can't play super conservative there, but... Yeah. But then if you look at what he did in the playoff where he <laughs> sticks it to about a foot, like, yeah. it would have been over anyway. But um, there was I, I heard this on the the shotgun start and on the no laying up pod that I guess a couple of years ago they had the car a lot closer to the green. And a couple of weeks before the tournament they just had like resort guests playing and they were just peppering this car because <laughs> it was too close to the green. <laughs> So it's like they made a decision at some point, like, this is way too close. We have to move this. And it still almost gets... Well, at least there's only one. I would, have, I would love to see video. Like, they should have set up a... If you want to get, like, marketing, you know, viral marketing, you set up a camera and just watch randos just smoke this car with yeah. golf balls. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about this tournament, the last thing I had on the Honda, was Justin says driver stance and putting stance. It looks like he's trying to do the splits. Like, he's the only person I've ever seen in pro golf where their stance is infinitely wider than their shoulders. Like, if you ever see him putt, it's it's insane. And he was not putting well, especially on so he's, Sunday. So he's the Jeff Bagwell of Yes, that's exactly. Yes. And he's not a big guy, so, like, he's 
he's getting everything out of it on the uh, on his on his out of his leverage. You want to talk about uh, before we kind of move along? Just to to note on Cole, hell of a time to have your first missed putt inside of fifteen feet on yeah. uh, on the playoff hole. But that, I mean, it it all evens out, right? Because he made. I don't know. He made like 150 feet of putts or something. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. 12 of 13 on he, Sunday he made, from 15 feet. Or from he made like a 70 like footer or something on like the sixth hole. Big joggers guy, apparently. Also, a lot, how do you feel a about the joggers? Ankles. I mean, we. Oh, were you not on that pod? I don't think I was on that. Okay, pod. so me and Ryan talked about that, and I'm like, they don't like inherently bother me. Like, I don't just see them and say, "God, I hate those." But I couldn't wear them. Like they, you have, you have they to show too much ankle. You have to have a certain body type, and you have to be wearing a certain kind of shoe. His looked weird because it looked like he was wearing like the dad cut the grass New Balance version of golf shoes. Okay, and it looked terrible with joggers. I don't. You also can't wear like the. I don't think it looks good when you wear like the classic, like patent leather golf shoe. I feel like you have to wear like a more athletic Modern, looking like type, Jordan. like a Nike or something. Yeah. I'm about to get some new golf shoes here. I just got some. I'll show you. They're crispy. I got my first pair of foot joys. Never oh, had foot I'm joys. I'm going to look before. actually on Saturdays when I'm going to do You should look at the ones I got. They're Did sick. you get the premieres or the pros? I'll show you. They're spikeless. They're, okay. They're sweet. That doesn't it doesn't answer my question. I think they're after. I think they're premieres. But anyway, we'll they might be the ones I'm looking at. We could be. We could be all white. Ones. All white. See, so I'm, I'm struggling with all white. Love me some all. I was I, the brown ones are kind of cool, but you couldn't wear them with anything. Um, yeah, that, but they have like an off-white one. It's like more of like a like a I don't know, like a egg color, eggshell mm-hmm. white. That I might I might be uh, grabbing. We'll yeah, see. I've I've kind of migrated to the the more all whites because it goes with everything. It does, so. but like also uh, half of our golf season is spent in shitty. But that's why you need like four pairs of white ones, so you have one that you can just wear when it's muddy. I, well, the premieres are two hundred dollars, so I don't know if I want to get four pairs of those. Right. Anyway, uh, moving on. A couple things. This was the first live event. But before we get into kind of the event itself, some stuff came out on Twitter about... Uh, rest- well, first, we'll get into the Netflix show at some point. But uh, Poulter... We're, by the time we get into the next Netflix show, it's going to be season two of that show. No, nah, we'll do it in the next couple of weeks. Okay. But... Poulter did an interview with The Telegraph. Um, okay, so UK paper. Yeah. And he has some quotes in there. People might have their objections. I'm sure. I'm not sure I get it, but fair enough. Yet I don't understand why they take it so far. It's been pretty vile, not necessary, and I think that in many respects the media are to blame for the abuse. The coverage has all come from one angle, just felt very, very unjust. Is he talking about like just getting shit on on like, Twitter and stuff? I think so. And then he talks about um, how he's been like stress eating because of it. And it's like, that's it goes back to good for the vulnerability there, but you're a public figure. Well, it goes back to the thing. It's like, just take your money and shut the fuck up. It's like, no one, no one feels bad for you because they don't agree. They like, that's fine. They can agree. They can disagree with you, but they don't have to like you by any, they don't have to like what you're doing by any stretch. So just take your money and fuck off. Well, he didn't really do himself any favors with, like, the juxtaposition of him complaining about, like, missing a cut and not making money in, in the in the show. Right. And then just fucking off onto a, 
a private jet to go to England right. with his family. Yeah. So, I mean, people are going to give you shit for that when, like, you try the, the woe is me, I'm not making money, so I'm doing this. Right. When you've made, like, $35 million in your there was a There was a quote, I can't remember if it was on the Shotgun Start or the NLU pod talking about one of these, and it was like, basically what they're saying is, no, 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 you guys don't get it. We're going to make so, so much money. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so this thread came out on Twitter. It was from John Nucci. Um, it's a thread of restrictions included in most of the live contracts. So players are required to participate and assist in live with meetings, negotiations, and other activities with corporate sponsors, including team promotional activities, league league activities. No big deal. At live's request, players must introduce live representatives to players existing or prior sponsors to facilitate sponsorships to sponsorship discussions with well, live and other live players. It's kind of like when you start working for like a multi-level marketing or like your your sphere of influence is what you want. Your your company's like, hey, reach out to all your friends and family and see if they want to do shit with us. Yeah, it's, it's, can you it's imagine? Good look. Can you imagine like DJ talking to Adidas and be like, yo. Like I feel like you guys should talk to these guys. Like uh, Bryson, with that's gonna be a that's gonna be a no. Yeah, Uh, this one's really good. Players must not make statements or commit acts in public forums that are false, defamatory, slanderous, or that may adversely those obviously you don't want to make defamatory statements, but comments that may adversely affect the reputation or public image of any relevant person. Relevant persons include live shareholders like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so you just you gotta just turn a blind eye to whatever the fuck's going on. This there. this one gave me a chuckle, so I'm excited to see how this goes, but players must wear live team apparel in live events, non live events, and other events in which they must participate. Oh yeah, can it be we talked so, about this like on Sunday. So DJ rolling up to the Masters in four aces gear is gonna be just like four un- aces unreal. Just like the, the Majestic Polo, because that's the only yeah. sponsor they could get to make them. Yeah. Well, I saw someone had a Link Soul Polo on, I think. But that could have been their personal shirt. Because some of them still have clothing deals, so they're still wearing yeah. their own shit. Anyway. Uh, players must agree that they will not enter in into any conflicting contract. Which is very interesting, because the whole thing... One of the sticking points by filling this whole project was one to be able to do both at once. They want to be independent contractors yeah. and be able to control their own likeness. I mean, it all comes down to it's about money. And like the live has already seen, like, did you see that uh, they've dialed back the, the money they give out for traveling and accommodations? Well, now? I saw that they and now uh, it's about the team. The, so, like, the is team is not covered win. anymore. Yeah, yeah, the team, Cat, like, caddy travel and housing is no longer covered. Well, who, what team won this week? It was Chucky the Three. Crusher, it was the Crushers. The Crushers. They want so like that three million team win goes to like their team pool, and then we'll get divvied up at the end of the year. Where like Brooks's team, he has like a stipend they pays out like each time. So it's, I mean, they probably thought they're going to have a little bit more financial security than this. It kind of well, keeps being cons- walked back and walked back and walked back. Considering one of the uh, comments from DJ's brother Austin was like. Yeah, just the caddy treatment alone is, is is life-changing for us. Well, maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. Uh, a lot of rumblings that some of the guys are actually pissed off with how the thing is actually running so far. I mean, you you kind of have to be. Like, at the end of the day, like, 
some of these guys are very competitive and they want to like you know have a chance to you know win and have a very it's kind of continuation of like where they're at in the PGA and like you're not getting that yeah, it's, but I don't think any of these guys It's a glorified care. charity event every two weeks. Well, a lot of these guys don't give a shit that it's not It's not giving them the same opportunities. They just wanted the money. So some of them may care. Well, they're finding out now that it's not like... Well, some of them are probably pissed off that they were promised all this stuff by Greg Norman and by other people that like eventually they were going to be able to play in PGA Tour events. And It they, wouldn't surprise me if not. Greg Norman's found like with cement shoes in the bottom of a base. <laughs> they just keep like reining him in. He's no longer allowed to like talk to his me- talk to as much media anymore. He's he's getting some restrictions, so it's interesting. In their first uh TV ratings are not helping. Yeah, so, so uh, someone on uh, uh, is Live Golf Nation on Twitter. It was like, who would you rather watch? Uh, like Bryson, Phil, Brooks Kepka, DJ, or Chris Kirk, Eric Cole, and something else. And then it was the the fantasy grind replied to that and was like, well, the top three at Live are Chucky Three Sticks, Gooch, and Peter Uline, and, <laughs> and Chris Kirk has more wins than all three of them com- combined. Well, and they had like you couldn't watch it on the CW here in Detroit. It like wasn't ever on. They were it was like, like refusing cut out. to put it. On yeah, it was like cut out substations on the substations. You, I'm pretty sure the America's Home videos, America's Funniest Home videos. Out, it was like America's Funniest Animals. Them. Yeah, outdrew them. Well, the ratings were not good. I didn't watch it on the app at all, but I watched. I was flipping back and forth during commercials on Sunday between the Honda and Live Mayakopa. The um, the Sunday TV rating, so their final was worse than the 2 p.m. Honda ratings on Golf Channel on Thursday. Yeah, people still want like it. You're, They're not getting the U.S. audience that I'm assuming. And just wait till it's not a tape delay. Like no one's gonna want to watch this when it all gets released on like Twitter of what's happened. And here's the thing that I've seen a lot that. Is I think a loss for them right now. So besides the fact they didn't get additional guys, right? What do you mean they got a uh, Burmeister and uh, and Thomas Peters? Yeah, we talked about that, but uh, that was a joke. Like the fact that Chucky Three Sticks ran away with this tournament. The guy had three wins and like six hundred something starts on tour, and I don't think ever won by more than a stroke. And I know it's a one off. It's the first event of the year, but like it's not a good look when you're pushing that you have you know all these guys and all these top players and none of them showed up no i mean i'm gonna pull up the the leaderboard but like i feel some of the top guys has finished i mean phil's been finishing near the bottom literally all the time but he's terrible you're i mean you had dude pat perez they keep calling him a top 10 golfer in the world he finished seventh yeah, I'm going to go through a list of things that I saw and heard either on Twitter or while I was watching this event. Shambo plus or was 24th, Phil 27th, Sergio 26th, Brooks 31st, DJ 30. Like all the money they spent is just in the bottom. Well, they have no money. They're not making any money anyway, so. Like Chase Kepka shot plus 15. He shot plus 10 one day. You might be able to shoot plus 10. No, I think that course is still pretty hard, but... Anyway. Uh, 
I'm going to read a list of things. Oh, but so Chucky 3-6 did win, by the way. Charles Howell III. Yeah, by four um, strokes. Peter Uline. Who, who gives a shit? There's, like we said, like we said, there's no context to any of this. It makes it really hard to care. And while I thought the team thing might be compelling, I care even less about the team thing now than I did when it started. I don't, I don't see how the team thing is at all relevant. It's not, it's not exciting. It doesn't add to the broadcast. And what's funny is now that they're on TV, how similar it looks to a PGA event. There's some annoying noise if you get by the clubhouse. Yeah. And they got this bright ass leaderboard that actually gives me a headache a little bit. Sounds like but the, the broadcast lights. It's like, but the broadcast itself is exactly the same. The only extra thing you're getting is these outlandish fucking comments by the by the commentators. Yeah, they and that like those two chicks kissing and shit. Like they it's it's basically their their coverage is like Happy Gilmore. They're trying the, crowds. It's they're trying to act like a serious competitive golf league and the people they're targeting to try and get them to watch is like I don't even know how to describe it like a trailer trash like a no like a like a frat bro who just doesn't watch golf and thinks that you know oh man this loud ass screen looks cool like we talked about last week my buddy Tim yeah who's like hey live starts pretty soon <laughs> yeah so Can't I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna read you a list of things that I saw and you you can tell me. Which one is the most ridiculous? Okay. Before I start that, though, DJ looks fat. I'm going to start with that. I don't know if it's the fact that he doesn't have nice tailored Adidas clothes anymore or the fact that he's wearing shorts and he's really tall, but he looks like he's put on like 15 pounds since last year. It's got to be probably more than that. I feel like as a tall guy, you have to put on a ton of weight to look fat. Well, he does. But anyway, all right. Uh, first thing, Phil Mickelson was wearing Nike shoes. Like the goofy ones that like Tony Finau wears that have like the separate colors and then the big bold check mark, the flat bottom ones. That fits Tony Finau's style. Okay, well, Phil Mickelson was wearing those. That's the first thing. Uh, Second thing, uh, you already said the two, like just a random clip of two girls making out on the side of the hole. Uh, David Faraday, during the broadcast, said that Greg Norman was probably the most recognizable athlete on the planet in the 80s and 90s. That might, that's definitely, it, that's number one right now of the most ridiculous okay. thing. Uh, next, uh, Jerry Fultz said, Mayakopa, you can think of it as 18 birdie holes or 18 hard holes. Just real additive, dynamic. With, with that announcing. statement just ending there, like if you expand on that, I think you can kind of make that make sense. But yeah, that's yeah. not as ridiculous as it's more dumb. Yeah. Live Golf uh, Insider on Twitter. Uh, Pat Perez is clearly a top 10 golfer in the world. You can't deny that. No, I think he's a top 10 golfer in live because he finished seventh yep. out of 48. There was, uh, I saw Peter Uline was next to a green and I heard they played, they were showing him talking to a rules official. And this is what he said. He said, well, it hit up here. It was pointing to a different spot than where his ball was. And he's like, somebody just ran up and moved it. That actually did happen, though. No, I understand that that happens, but wh- why does that happen? I don't know. It happened a couple times uh, at the Riv- at Riviera, too. Like, by the green. It wasn't by the green, but it happened a couple times at the Riv as it well. It hit people. No, someone grabbed the ball at the Riv as well. Like, in the rough? Yeah. Okay, well, this was on, this was a foot off the green. Yeah, that's a little different. All right. 
Uh, they had a segment that they Go put. back to your shanties, people. They had a segment. Uh, I can't remember her name. It's it's like Hung something or Hang something. Oh, Hung Daddy? No. Mm. But it was a girl, and so she played a hole with Cam Smith. And the loser had to do a shoey. So they played a hole. Was it a random person? Is this person ever played golf before? She's one of the announcers. Yeah, she was good. She okay. must have been a college golfer or something. Uh, so they finished the hole. And they decide to do a shoey together. So they both take a Corona, pour it in their own golf shoe that they just took off their feet, and drink it. That, I don't hate that. That's kind of funny. How is in in what world is that funny? That's that's actually kind of funny. That's fucking that's, stupid. That's actually hilarious. That's that's what we're missing in golf. Right? No, we're not missing if, it. If, 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 if we, you know, what would really top it off when Rom was just mount plowing birdies today is if after the round he took his shoe off and drank a beer out of it yeah it would that'd be after the, the first going. round this wasn't after he won the event this was he after, after the, you win but like it, it this is kind was of a, funny that, that this happened. was a pre-recorded segment that they thought we needed to see it organically happening would be funnier but that's kind of funny there was nothing organic about it i mean it's funny I I'm not saying I want to see that in the pj tour i'm just saying it, that's kind of funny that's not funny at all it's really fucking stupid so stupid anyway, it's funny anyway the most ridiculous uh, one oh, how many not, are we going not to mention we have one more here oh god right after that segment they cut to like the uh the broadcast booth with Faraday, jerry fultz they're like in that arlo white they're like an octobong and they're bonging beers nope then uh one of the other announcers took the girl's shoe jerry fultz took the girl's shoe filled it with water and then drank out of it Ugh. oh that's not funny okay well, if it's beer it's funny well, because a couple things. When you're drinking out of a shoe, as a person who's done many a shoey in his life, water has no flavor, so you're just tasting the shoe. Whereas, like, a beer, at least you have the beer mask in it. So him doing the water is fucking mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. The beer's funny. Yeah. And I stand by that. It's not funny. I'm going to do a shoey when we beat that ass in Slater Cup. That would be funnier than Liv doing it as a pre-recorded segment on a live broadcast. God. You're the worst. So basically, with commercials, golf is, it's live golf is not louder, just worse and less interesting. That's yeah. what live golf is. I would agree with that. So anyway, uh, moving on to the changes that have rolled through, ratified by the PGA Tour. So they need to be unratified, I think, we, I'm leaning towards. So we need to go through this kind of step by step. So let's just explain what happened first and kind of what that means for next year. Because like it, people probably don't understand that this year was kind of like a bridge year, right? Yeah. So we have elevate, we have designated events this year, but this is not the schedule and or the setup that was going to work long term. So yeah, they're, they're kind of working it out of which ones they want to go with, right? So uh, this is uh, this was uh, the article that got posted by Golf Week. So the PGA Tour board on Tuesday night ratified a radical new approach for the 2024 20, schedule that'll see reduced fields and new designated events and the removal of the 36-hole cut. Fields designated fields in designated events will be reduced to between 70 and 78 players with no halfway cut. The changes will not apply to all of the elevated events or the majors, the players. Or the FedEx Cup uh, playoff tournaments. Yeah, so it sounds like majors, players, FedEx, and then Genesis, the Memorial, and the API, which I, is playing this weekend, would not be cut down. 
I've heard both sides of that. So I think they're still kind of working that out on how many of these events are actually going to happen this way. Depending on how many it is, I won't be as upset because it's kind of like the WGC at that point. But if it's, you know, if it's some of those big events we just talked about or it's, you know, seven events of the year, that's kind of a problem in my so, eyes. Okay, so what 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 they're going for is they're they're going to shoot for a schedule where you have back to back designated events and then three non designated events. So that's going to kind of be the hopeful schedule throughout the year on twenty twenty four. Some of the other changes are uh, the pip money is going back to fifty million from a hundred million and only paying out the top ten, not the top twenty. With the rest of that being allocated out into the FedEx Cup and all the other bonuses. Um, Another change is the designated events are now not mandatory like we had thought this year. Mm -hmm. So they've changed that. They've basically incentivized incentivized these events enough to where they're going to get 90 to 95% of the top players anyway. Yeah, because there's no cut in them and they're only paying out. You know, the top 70, they don't have to fight for anything. Right. So um, part of this is the we have what's going to qualify for these events. The guys so, up as well. So the top 50 players. Previous year's FedEx. Yep. The top 10 players not otherwise eligible from the current year list. Uh, top 5 players not otherwise eligible with the most FedEx Cup points through each collection of standard events. So like we said, if they're going to yeah. do... Two designated events and then three non-designated events. You can earn events. enough points to kind of if you're in the top five, card it in. Of those next three non-designated events, you're in. Any uh, current year tournament winner, winners not otherwise eligible are going to be in. In the top thirty. Top thirty, and then four. There's going to be four sponsors exemptions restricted to PGA Tour members. So that yeah, which that right is like Tiger Woods. That's the Tiger Bowl. Yeah. What they should have. <clears throat> I heard that on an LU pod. They were talking about this. And what they should have done is said, like, you can automatically play in any event if you have 80 PGA Tour wins. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, yeah, 10 or more majors guarantees you a, a spot in whatever event you want. Did, yeah. you, did you watch, like, Max Homa's comments on it? I've seen a lot, a lot of comments. So I have some pulled up here. I have Rory's comment i have max's comment i got some from dj pie and nulling up and i have uh roms as well we'll start with start with max's for me let's let's get the max comment out for the yeah for the positive so, i have some so a piece of it follow is, up to that so here's the concern right so I, at the face of it i hated it too i was firing off tweets right away as soon as they said this you know no cut limited field what does that sound like you already got people popping off saying oh what does this sound like Greg Norman tweeted, you know, imitation is the the biggest form of flattery. Correct. Like, you know, a lot of stuff that sounds a lot like live. And we're going to get into why why it's not. Why it's not that. Um, there's parts of it I, I definitely don't like. But I think we're almost forced into this is, I think, ultimately where I net out on this. But let's, let's go from some of the comments from some of the top players because they're getting questions about it going into yeah. this event. So Max said, um, I saw the frustration that the fields are small, but the part that's simply misunderstood is if we made these events very large, it would ruin the non-designated events. Nobody would play in half of them because it would no longer fit your schedule. 
Um, he also... He, it makes he, no sense because hold on. if you're going to play in the designated events, you already have your ten, you know, your four majors and your designated events that you're going to play. Why would you play in the other events if you're guaranteed to make money in those ones? Because a lot of guys aren't going to take a month off in between starts. You're talking three weeks in a row of non-designated events. Yeah, so they'll play Rory, two designated events and then they'll take two weeks off and play another one. So they're going to play a non-designated yeah, event. But they would do that anyways the way it's set up right now. Right, but one... So it doesn't it was, change anything. But one, it was never going to stay like it currently is. That is not an option. Set, like it, The quotes are like status quo is out the window. They cannot keep the same setup. They can't. But you can, you, can, you can adjust the schedule around. You don't eliminate it, half the field. Okay, but listen. Just to so, get, just so we can watch stars. First of all, it's not half more. the field. There are not that many 156 okay, person si- events. It's you, usually one one thirty six. Yes, so you like okay, you lose sixty people. You lose forty five percent of the field. So he had more to that quote. So he said, "I thought maybe I wasn't settled on seventy. That sounds like not enough." But when he said, "Well, if you make it a hundred, then those other events suffer." So the way I'm thinking about this is, you look at let's just compare two events. Let's compare this week to last week. Yeah. So, last week, or this week, there's, I don't know, 130 people in this field, right? Mm-hmm. You have last week that had a 136-man field. If you just think of it from a perspective of, like, let's just say it's, like, 1 to 125. That's this week. Mm-hmm. So, literally, the very best players in the world. Last week was 125 to 250. That isn't sustainable for sponsors, and they still have events every week. So what they're saying is dropping it to 70 boosts the non-elevated events. How? It doesn't incentivize the top 70 to play in those that often. It does, it's not about the top 70. It's about the 70 to the 125 but it, that it, are... You're, you're gaining better players. So you're rising both ships because you got the bottom 30 guys that probably weren't competing but the elevated in the top events, 70. The elevated anyway. events don't need to be, they don't have to be risen up. Like those are fine. And to put it in perspective, this was five years ago. Max Homa isn't who Max Homa is right now. Right. This was five years ago. He wouldn't have played in the Wells Fargo in 2019 because he finished like 120. Yeah, but, who, but who's to say it's not the Wells Fargo? It could be another tournament. Well, Wells Fargo's won this year. It's going to be an elevated event. It's probably going to be one of the elevated events next year as well. Yeah, but so he doesn't get into that event. He also doesn't get into the Genesis in twenty twenty one. So there's two of his wins that he wouldn't be able to play at. So you don't. You, he wouldn't be able to play him. But if he was playing well, it doesn't matter those what win, events those, he plays. Those at. wins got him the same, the confidence that got him the status to play in all the events he wanted to. Yeah, play but that in. that's that argument doesn't work because then that's like, oh well. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it, it, you lose play. out on the potential of having someone. Get their first win in a big event and kind of build that confidence again on the heater. Yeah, but they can get into the big events. He well, wasn't getting into anything in 2019. That's like saying that. That's like saying in 2016. It was 1300th in the world. But that's like saying he didn't. He could have won the Masters, but he wasn't. He didn't qualify for it. That, that's not the same. That thing. is exactly the same thing. No, because he wouldn't be able to play in those events or many be, events. He wouldn't have been able to play in the Masters because the Masters is only a 90-man field. Yeah, and but he, wouldn't have he been doesn't get it. a chance to have his first one in 2019. He, if he, it, he if would have the like chance. This. He would have it everywhere else. He, but there's not 
But the if thing, anything, he has a better chance in the non-elevated events because you don't have John Rom destroying half the field. Like the the guys who, and I'm not saying I love this, but this creates an opportunity for those guys, if not even more of an opportunity than they had before. But it, it's it doesn't change anything. It's the same thing just happened last week. The structure is is the same. But the, with the I'm, cuts, you still have the same people but, playing that event. But no, it's not the same because what they're saying is if if Bay Hill remains the same, yeah, it should. You have fifty people that aren't playing the Honda because they're playing Bay Hill. So yeah, if, but they had just played two other events, and like you still, you're also not going to have. Say you have the two in a row, like we did. We mm-hmm. had Rev and Waste Management, both mm-hmm. elevated events, and so you have the Honda and Rocket Mortgage Classic back to back, and some third one. No one's playing the Honda and Rocket Mortgage Classic at the point. Yeah, back but you're missing you're missing the fact that it's not about the top seventy. If even if you you have to assume that the top seventy, but they're only, making it about the top seventy to give the give them these elevated events with higher purses and higher FedEx points just for them. That is the season now. The, the historical you know cut streaks. Yeah, all it's, win, fine. it's all fine win, for the all end. wins. All wins created equal. All of that is now gone. No, I understand it, but like the end, like we've already. Kind of wrestled with the idea of like, do you like the FedEx Cup by cutting on the seventy? The next one's thirty. Yeah, and it wasn't like an overwhelming consensus that we love that. No, I'm not set on the fact that it's seventy players, but they're what they have to do is they have to provide the opportunity for everybody to play the most events possible. If they weaken the fields of the non-designated events too much, those events go away because they don't have sponsors. They're, but the the field is equally the same, pretty much. It is not. Do There's think, fifty guys that would be in the field last week because they wouldn't have been in the field this week. If these were if these were true, no, because they just came off of playing two elevated events. So that that event, but the, event you're, you're one looking, and two, you're coming off at, of the elevated events. You're looking at how it went this time. You have to look at how it's going to be. You're going to have two ele- designated events. We got to stop saying elevated because they're called designated. Same thing. Elevated purses. Look at next year. Let's just say ignore the rest of the schedule and look at a five-week stretch. Okay, so you have so you have waste management again, the RIV, Correct. and then you have Honda. Honda, something else, and then the Masters. No, not the Masters because it'll be three weeks. Okay, so it's three weeks and then the Masters. Yeah. Which two are getting skipped there? The two the Honda's still getting well, skipped. When you say skipped, who are you talking about? The top 70. The top se- yeah, let's just assume the top seventy don't play in those three. So it's the same thing as it is now. No it one is not the, the same Honda. because you're you're missing the middle chunk of players from uh, whatever this list is seventy to one thirty that are going to play in all of those events and make that event better than it yeah, was. They're not going to still. They're not going to play. It's not going to be better than it was. It will be. So your boy, perfect example, who he's happens 70. to be number seventy in the world. Yeah. Let's just say he was seventy-one. I think. Let's just say he's, Joel Damon. Let's just say he's getting he's probably getting a sponsorship exemption in that group anyways. He's not getting it in every elevated event. No chance. Most of them, yes he would. No way. Yes he would. R- why? For, for what? Why? He might get like one for like a career earnings. He's not going to just get every one because people like Ricky Fowler. That's but not he's how marketable. They're, they're trying to do this so you can mark, look at the, it's you not watch just the gonna, 70 people that are marketable. It's not going to be just because people like them. There's going to have there's going to have to be some sort of, of achievement behind it. Yeah, there's. Yeah, what? Ricky, Five wins. He's, he's, a ni- he's, tied, a, he's a nice guy. And AJ loves him. No, no, I'm just saying, like a guy like. Let's that just say, as, as an argument, let's just say Ricky is number seventy-one in the world. Let's just say he does not make the elevated events. Yeah. 
He's going to play the other three because he wants to get into the next elevated event, and he makes those three events better. I still, th- I still think it doesn't change. Like most, of, we're not having a. I just a, explained to you how it changed. There's not enough of these events where there's not those players playing. Like the Honda is more of a one-off than it is the the. It's the not rule. going to be going forward though. That's how not that? how it's going to be because you're going to have three of these. Where you'll get a sprinkling of the top players, but they're not the issue. It's the middle guys that make the event better that allow them to keep a sponsor. They're but there's no they're not in any danger of losing sponsorships. They absolutely are. The Honda was a sponsor for forty two years. So sponsorships change all the time. You have to get that Honda Classic just going away. I'm, it's like it's like naming rights to a stadium. Oh no, crypto folded. So, who's gonna who's gonna be the name rights of the Miami Heat? What will they do? And someone else comes in and fucking puts up the money and does it. it. They don't think that, clearly, because they're making these changes. It's very, it's a very quick reactionary move that didn't need to be done yet. I, I think it had to be done because they... One, there was already gripes about the mandatory stuff. like they, So they changed that already. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm fine. Don't make everything mandatory if it doesn't fit in with... You know certain schedules of how they want to play and lead up to certain masters or tournaments. Of the but players. What do you, so what do you want them to do? Uh, I look, didn't think look. there had to be any changes. So nothing. I think going they, they couldn't going have to designated the, could. having the designated events and not having them be mandatory. You're going to get a good mix of the very top players. You're going to get a good mix of that seventy to one twenty five. You will not get a good mix of the designated events and then the ones who don't play. Like it's all about. Lining up the tournaments with the big ones that people are always going to play. So it doesn't have to be... But but those tournaments are going to change by what's designated and what's not. Yeah, but you you don't have to shorten the field to to try to bring up the other ones. So they they are pitching this as... And I don't know that I love 70 players, but I get the argument that you can't water down the non elevated events too much. No, I agree, but because if you do, you're going to lose sponsors. Here's all you have to do: you have your you have your big tournaments, your four majors. Yeah, you have the players. Mm-hmm. The memorial's a big tournament, and it, people love playing the. Well, I think the other ones need to rotate. Sure, you have you have seven events right there. You have one of those every month going to it. People are going to play one or two times before that, leading into it. Okay. So, like, why do you have to cut down one so event? So, you don't think that the best players have to be at the same place anymore? Did I say that? Well, you're saying they're going to like, play one so or two. Say, you're just say you have, that. Say you have, you know, the players, which is next week, correct? Yeah. Okay, you have the, the events leading up to it. Hmm. You have three events. Right. They're not just going to show up to the players cold. Like, they'll probably play the week before, maybe three weeks before, and take a gap week. Right, which is still going to happen in this new format. So, you don't... You don't need to cut out seventy to one twenty-five okay. of the uh, of those there's events. Two, there's two things. One, they have a product problem because of what happened with Live. That that's been expedited because of what happened with Live. Yeah, but Live is doing a hell of a job of showing you that they're the better product. It's not about being the better product. It's that they took players that challenged the system and made them make these changes. Yeah, and the answer was to make designated events and increase purses. But it's not just increasing purses. It's also, they can tell you it's about the product, but some of it is about, quote-unquote, guaranteed money for the top players. and that's So it is about the top players, then. You just said it was about that, that gap of 70 to 125 playing other events. 
in in bringing those up. They're total plan. It is, but it's a so the top players are getting their quote unquote guaranteed money, but they're playing their way into those events. Seventy, they're cut. They're basically doing a cut pre-event is what they're doing. That's why why ridiculous. Why? It makes zero like I don't want to like. There are, there are things like, oh, we got to get all the top players in this event. Like, I don't give a fuck about, you know, say Max Home was shooting plus eight and he's in 69th place. Like, I'd, I, I I'd rather have other people in there that can potentially make a run for more compelling stories of someone rising and people battling out and then having this top but 70 all, without like that. It's also that about French. rewarding. It's also not just it's the best players and the hottest players. That's what the, all these quotes keep saying is... It rewards the best players and the hottest players. It's not just like they have to play their way into these events. Like these guys that are there now, like the the Rory's, the Roms, the JTs, the Homas, they're they're there now. Like they're in the top thirty in the world. They're gonna be in all these events regardless. But they're also bringing the most value to the tour. So this is like as close as you can get to basically signing them to a contract. And paying them more money. I don't. Do you think they're going to make more money with this? They will one hundred percent make more money with this because they have less people to play against in, no. in the tournament. No, it's because all the purses are up. Because yeah, that's of this. it's already this year the purses are up. But that was a. They've already said that was a one year thing. It was not going to stay like it is this year. You yeah, it was. Are never the purses staying up next year? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Right, this change didn't impact those purses. This up. change was already happening. They didn't say, "Let's do this in twenty twenty three, see if it works, and then we'll change it." They already have to have a plan for next year. There's nothing wrong with the plan in place of how the elevator, the designated events are. No, there's not. It was this year they they named the designated events yes. for this year, and then there was whatever's going to happen in twenty twenty four and beyond. Yes, but what what is wrong with the format of the designated events this year? They are afraid that the non-elevated events will lose sponsors with the weekend fields that they have now. But and it, and it's less money to the top players. It's we can top. argue about the number. 70 guys, 80 guys, 100 guys, whatever the number is. We can argue about that. At the end of the day, I'm more concerned about the number of tournaments they have that for. I... It I don't. It's probably not going to be more than four. If it's if it's th- four or three, fine. If we start getting like six, seven, half the you know a third of the events are now to seventy. Well, it's people. not going to be a third of the events. You figure the whole week. Let's see. So you got fifty-two weeks in the year, right? And they're going to cut the season off. When's the tour championship in beginning of end of August, yeah. beginning of September? So you got. Nine months, tournament champions usually, what, first week of January? Yeah, January 8th. So you got nine months, and you got four majors, the players, and the playoffs. So you really only have seven months-ish. Does that sound right? Yeah. So 28 weeks. So if you were to do... If you were to do the two two designated events and three non-designated events in a 28-week cycle, ignoring the playoffs, the majors, the players, that would be what? That'd be 
it'd be like that's like 10 isn't it that's too many is that 10 elevated events and 18 I think so this every, week every would... 5 weeks so if, let's just say it's 25 weeks it's 5 yeah so that'd be 10 10 designated events and yeah it's too many 15 well 10 10 designated events with the cut I, they already said they're probably not doing every designated event as well, a not be, the, that wouldn't the, be, a, be if it's every one thing I really event, don't like about this is the no cut I do not like that. It should go from it should go down to at least like top fifty in ties. Even if you're only cutting 15, 20 guys, nope the the product piece that they pitch about this about like that guarantees that if someone wants to come see Roy McElroy, they're guaranteed to see him on Saturday and Sunday. That's fine if you're like an eight year old, but like me personally, yeah, as like you're a gonna fan, go there and follow around Rory if he's right, if he's, place. yeah, if he's twenty over, twenty over. Yeah. No, nobody wants to do that unless you're an eight year old. So that piece, I think that's bullshit. They're just saying they're just doing that for the guaranteed money. But if you want, if you if you want to pay your top players, put in like, hey, you have one winner on tour, you get X amount each tournament you show up. At that point, you get your you know fifty k. What, what does to, that do? You, your complaint about guarantees. Find other ways to do guaranteed money without making it's, a tournament. I mean, it's not people. guaranteed money. I say quote unquote guaranteed well, money. Technically, you yes, still, there's no, no cut. So if you there's no cut, but you have to play your way into the event. You don't just get into the event. But it, you're not like, I mean, if you're ranked top seventy, you just get into the event. You don't. It's only top thirty. No, it's top seventy in the FedEx or top fifty in the FedEx. Okay. And then top thirty. So top seventy, no. Top 50? Top 50 in the FedEx from the yeah. year before. So you had a really good year. You played your way into it. You didn't mm-hmm. just fall out of bed and say, oh, yeah, I'm top 50 in the FedEx Cup. I made the playoffs. Got to the second playoff event. Yeah, I just rolled out of bed and did that. It's not luck. You're playing your way into it. I agree, but you can't have 10. If it is 10 events of only a half field, that I, takes away 10, from the, 10 it, seems that like takes away from the growth of the, the, the product. I, I don't know that it does. I think ten's too many. I'll say that. I think ten's too many. Like but, what about like the, the when you have you know a year where like Hovland, Morikawa are all coming out as pros and they're just not in these events because how do you know if they come out and they light it on fire like they did, they're probably winning the non-designated events and getting into the designated events. Sure. That's the the point. Is it is it supposed to, instead of but you still already have that like the Honda Classic had that with Kirk winning. So like you don't need to have this event with seventy people only in it. Like you're still getting those events that have the quote unquote weaker field for them to come out and win and play. Right. So like there's nothing has changed besides but, the fact that you're, for, just, but you're changing golf, the entire structure of how everything's been huge, ran. But for huge golf fans like us, we're gonna watch the Honda Classic regardless. This is not for us. This is for the people that would turn on the Honda and say, screw this. And would only turn it on if like Ricky or Joel Damon. But you're are still in it. gonna get tournaments like that where your people are gonna turn it on. But like, ask, well, ask, just, ask an average person who the 78th ranked golfer is. Yeah, they're not gonna know. Then what the fuck do they care if they're playing in the Honda Classic? You're just next trying year? to. Make it, you're talking about small percentages, right? You're just trying to make it a little bit better. And you're also trying. The other thing they keep talking about is they're trying to create churn in that top 70, right? Like, like you like. These people aren't falling out of bed and getting in the top 70. They're earning their way into the top 70 to play these events. And they want to create that churn. So this is supposed to be like a reward to get into these events. 
The reward is the playoffs. They already have that set up. This is just another thing. This is the season now. I think that's the one problem with this is I think this, besides the fact that if you get into the Tour Championship, not only do you get the FedEx Cup bonus money that is now up even more because of the lowering of the PIP, but then top 30, that also gets you into the designated events the following year. So that's, it becomes the season. The FedEx Cup is now basically to get into the designated events in the following year. This now becomes the season. It's it's drastically different because these events are now, besides the majors, these events are now the purpose of the tour. I'll, I'll refrain from more outbursts until we see how many events it's going to be next year that have a 70-person field. Is it? So field. that's the thing. Is There's questions to be answered, right? Like, we knew it wasn't going to stay the same. They ran these... Uh, that was another quote I had here. They had this... Uh, this model. So they ran multiple data simulations of like thousands of seasons to make sure that it's not how we would, how I would just normally commonsensically think of, oh, top 70, no cut. It's just going to be a bunch of WGCs and people, like, not a lot of people are switching in and out, right? Because you're getting elevated points and so on and so forth. Yeah. But with these models, only 60% of the people from the prior year got into them in the following year. So you don't have, you have at least, you know, 20 something people that are rotating out from the prior year. We'll see. I think it, I think it does a disservice to people who could be up and coming and have, see, I don't think it does. If anything, they're playing against a weaker field in the other events. That's already going to, again, it's already going to happen. With how things are structured right now, so nothing is changing other than you're giving guaranteed money. Yeah, to but the your top argument people. is that what they just kept it like they were this year. That was never going to happen. What is wrong with that? You obviously you pick different events and maybe reshuffle the schedule. So I mean, you don't cl- have so you don't have th- you know you're going to have four or five weeks when you when you get to the players of like designated elevated purses events. Yeah, maybe that's a little much. So you you kind of space it out a bit to get that. To get that, you know, uh, that gap of like you have more people playing some smaller tournaments to keep the sponsors without chopping off thirty-five to forty-five percent of the field in certain events. But so my question was: Be what does? But I, 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 I thought seventy was too small. Um, but what what do those other thirty-five golfers give you? You just you get. People like Chris Kirk. You get people like Tom Kim rising up. But Tom Kim would already be in the elevated events from his win. Yeah, last year. But like you, you don't. You aren't going to get certain story. You get Max Homa. You can. You'll still get Max Homa. Yeah, but he might not be the same person if he didn't wasn't able to play events that have the Wells Fargo, the Genesis when he won those. Like those events, he wouldn't have played in. Given the current okay, the, the so current we would lose a guy playing the worst golf of his life for three years. And then winning. Oh, I'm just saying, like, you don't have that. Like, some of the people are where they are now because they got into these events that are now going to be elevated. You don't just get into these events. You think they just said, oh, Max Holman, you could just get to play in this event. Him winning that event obviously propelled his career. If he didn't get to play in that event, that may not have happened. Okay. It's weird. It's just. Wells Fargo is not a big tournament. The Genesis. Okay. His Genesis win in 2021. Okay. Yeah, if it was an Alabama event in twenty twenty one, but he earned his way in into that tournament. 
Yeah, but he but based on the new he will have more opportunity to earn his way into he will have more opportunity to earn his way into those tournaments. How is he going to have more opportunity? It's the same the same amount of tournaments are there. Right, but you're playing infinitely more tournaments not against the top players where you can those, get into the again, top 5 and get into the elevated events. So then you're watering down the other events. If he has more opportunity to play against worse competition, the, water, the other events are already watered down this year. That's already happened yeah, because of designated events. Depending on how many designated or however shortened fields you have, yeah. next year you're gonna have, you're gonna have more of those. Again, sponsors that's, don't give that's a fuck all, about that's, seventy to one twenty. That's already happening this year. Then why, the change isn't the, the change they're making aren't changing that. Correct. Yeah. Well, they're they're making the non-designated events better by only using seventy people. No, they are not. They are. You're telling me there's no difference between the 71st best player in the world and the 180th best player in the world? From a sponsorship perspective, no, there isn't. Unless if you are Ricky Fowler. I think that's arguable. Or now Brooks Kepka. I think that's arguable, and clearly they think that because that's what they've done. Again, like if it's for sponsors, like sponsors want to see more of the top 25 than... The 70 to 125. Say that again? Sponsors want more of the top people there than the 70 to 125. So you say you have two shortened events back-to-back. There's only 70 people. No, I agree. Obviously, they want the best yeah, players. But there's one, but you're not going to... like. You have the next... Cool. You have three events in a row where you have... It's now... You have 70 to 200 playing. Sponsors yeah. don't give a fuck about that. Well, then maybe we lose those tournaments anyway, and this doesn't matter. That's the same. I'm saying the change doesn't make a difference. It absolutely does. Okay. It absolutely does. We'll, there's a we'll difference. Agree there's to a, disagree there's there. a difference between Ricky Fowler and Joel Damon and uh, Max McGreevy and Peter Molnati. There's a difference between those two people. Yes. Exactly. Those so, other two people. Would pro- or Those other two people are going to be in the tournament e- either way. They're but also probably going to be in the cut-down field now, too. Peter Malnati and Max McGreevy? No, you donkey. The other two. They're probably not. Joel Damon, I don't think, is right now. I don't know what he is. He might he's like be like 60. Yeah, but world ranking doesn't matter. You have to be in the top 30 or you have to get into the FedEx Cup. Yeah, but he would be one of probably the people that get in the top 10 probably- or 15. Again, with the probably, why do you think that? Okay, anyways, you're still going to have these... The, the point stands, you still have the weakened fields. Correct. So what... So why not try and make those fields a little bit better to make those tournaments more watchable? Because Billy Horschel's and the Sung Jams are still going to play every fucking week, and you're still going to have the Honda field. Yeah, but the Honda field will be a little bit better. Do you think the Honda field was missing the 70 to 125 people there? I think it would have been better. Like, there were still plenty of those guys in there. Uh, not really. I think it'll be a little bit better, and I th- think it has minimal impact. It has minimal impact. We're on, talking in circles. We need to move on. It has minimal impact on the designated events. It's more of a psychological, I don't like that there's no cut, which no, I, I agree with. That's I don't you. like. I don't care. I, I think there should be a cut. I don't think you should, there be, should be a cut. Just, you shouldn't be you guaranteed should have, money just for showing up. We're, we're again talking in circles. We'll, as we get more information, we'll bitch about this more. Yeah. We'll see how many there are. I had a couple more quotes here. Uh, 
Ba ba ba. The no cut piece of the designated events is still TBD, according to you know how many there's going to be and which ones they're going to be. Uh, this was from DJ Pi uh, from No Laying Up. So the mini sprints of non designated events add clarity to the season. There's a path to get up and down. It makes more sense than uh, makes a lot more sense, and the forty percent churn feels like a good number. It's not just adding money; it's making it harder to stay in the top seventy. There's a ton of things to pick at, but as far as balancing the interests of fans, top players, other players, future players, sponsors, and majors, this is about as close as we get. So, my point to this was. We've heard your point like six times already. No, uh, this is kind of about Liv. So Liv forced their hand into something. Do I think this is the best possible version of what pro golf looks like? No. Do I think they have much of a choice? No, not really. So what happens in two years when Liv is just gone? Then they're either going to lose tournaments and sponsors are going to say, we're taking, we're not paying you $200 million or we'll give you $100 million. I I don't know the answer to that. So we'll see. To be determined. To be determined. Let it be noted that AJ was wrong. Let it be noted that people are going to listen to this have still have no clue what's going on. We, we definitely Gook's, we definitely were on the side of the rant. Gook's going to listen to it in an airport at somewhere and just he's, be laughing. He's currently he's in just, a hotel room with another random person at a be, conference. And he's going to be laughing his ass off about this. Oh, 100%. Anyway. Uh, no update on our Time to Lose Some Money segment. We Nobody played last week in the Honda. Um, Shasha picked Kirk. I think we're all paying, playing in the API this week. Uh, interesting stat about Bay Hill from Justin Ray. Five years, last five years, no course has yielded more approach shots from 200 plus on tour. Uh, 216 and a half is the average par three yardage on this course. Yeah, they're all super long. The, I've just realized that like I need John Rahm to get hurt to like try to come back in this thing because the guy is on just. Oh my god! I just saw something though. I was did I... he's incredible. Like he's already. Like, do you think he has a chance to uh, get to nine wins? The Thai Tiger and Vijay Singh of all right. Let's take it easy. of of people who golfed after nineteen fifty for no. most wins in the season. No, he's already at three. I don't think he's gonna win nine. So it, this is just like every sport, right? It's overreaction to everything. I would. I mean, I wouldn't say it's an overreaction. It's an overreaction because he's won five of his last like ten starts. He has, but... He's like, finished top 10 in all 10 of those. Isn't that just like uh, the movie 21, the hot hand fallacy? Like, there is a such... Like, I believe there's such thing as momentum, but, like, you're gonna... At some point, he's gonna have a week or a couple of rounds where his swing is just a little bit off. People have said, probably said the exact same thing about Vijay Singh and Tiger Woods. Okay. So, like, it's... A, so, but do you... So, do you think that John Rahm is Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods has already did this like six times by the so, time he was. No, I don't this think Tiger Woods. I think like he has the ability right now to be on a a heater longer and have the type of season where he could win nine okay. times. So two things I saw. I saw this on Twitter. Over the last hundred rounds, Scotty Scheffler has a higher strokes gain than John Rahm. How many top tens does he have? I don't know. Strokes gain is a measure of how good you play compared to the competition. Yeah, but it's not a measure of how you finished. Another thing, I saw an interview right after the round with uh, Brandel Chambly. He was saying the last, like, eight months, John Rahm has been a better iron player than he ever has in his whole life. 
So if that continues, obviously he's too good of a putter. He's too good off the tee. The question is, is does his iron game remain this sharp? I think he has a lull at some point. All I'm saying is he doesn't get to nine wins. Does he Does he win five? Probably. Maybe. I don't think he gets to nine. I mean, he's, again, won five of his last ten starts. He's... It's only one round today, but he's not he's not Tiger. So I never said he was. Did I say he was Tiger? I was you basically did. You, you, I was asking the question: you, if you think he gets the nine wins in the on, season? You're putting him on 14 major watch, and he has one. No, I wasn't. I didn't say he's going to tie Ben uh, Hogan about, and win 16 times in the season. How about that? If he would, you think Rom would rather win seven times or win another major? Win another major for sure. Yeah, he has to win one this year. If he doesn't, this year is a letdown. I mean, I saw odds. I think they have the odds set. He has like a 35%. If he wins win seven times and no majors, this season is a failure for him. He's too good not to have another major. Yeah, I guess it man. I bet he would I I bet he would say that. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, like having only one major, what would, what would four more wins put him at for his career? I don't even know what he's at. Yeah, I'm not sure right now. If he wins, oh, if he wins this week, though, remember that last week, he yeah. has Ricky Fowler's career from January to March. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky's up there, though. Ricky's T5. up there. We'll talk more Bay Hill next week. Um, well, it's a great course. It's a great watching. Like, this is such a good tournament to watch. Yeah. You have a good stretch of golf coming up. We do. Um, no word yet. Yes, we should change it, right? No word. It's still going to happen. <laughs> We'll just wait until you're you're just getting all wooded up at the Honda next year when we get a couple more guys. I'm already in. wooded up. Just wait for till golf. Ricky goes back to the Honda next year. Why would he go back to the Honda next year? T- it does anyway. We're going back. It's he's not 20, for us. He's twenty fourth in the and FedEx all, right none now. None of these changes are he's for 24th us. He's twenty fourth in the FedEx right now. We're gonna watch the Honda if it's two hundred and fifty Max McGreevy's playing in it. Him and all of his brothers. <laughs> We're gonna watch it anyway. This he's, is not for he's us. He's currently playing in uh, Puerto Rico. Max McGreevy? Yeah. Okay. The Puerto Rican Open. I believe that's what the other tournament is this week, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's tied well, for second. We only got two more weeks until uh, March Madness and our 100th episode. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a long one. We're hopefully going to have a lot of guests on that one. A lot of people pitching in. Do so. you think uh, you'll have the bottle of whiskey you owe me for the 100th episode? I will. <laughs> Mark me down. I promise I will have it for that. <laughs> we should do some sort of uh, we should bracket challenge, podcast bracket challenge for something. We're not going to get into it and go through it pick by pick on our right. bracket. That'd be fucking ridiculous. We could do like a sweet sixteen or something too. Maybe 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 we pick any guests we have. We got to at least get like their final four and who's, yeah. who's going to. But win between it. you and I, we should do some sort of that's fair bracket challenge. All right. Well. Enjoy. This was fun to talk through. I've been taking, like, just writing shit down all week looking at this stuff and curious to see how it plays out. You and me both. So, all right. Well, everybody out there, and uh, if you're checking out the golf show, maybe we'll see you there. And uh, if not, keep swinging, keep practicing, and keep it under 100. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links When you take out a club and you about to hit a swing What you gon' do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under hundred 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 We keep it under, a hundred